0: You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what
1: you want? I'm trying to get it, God.
0: Damn it, What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Q&E Podcast. You're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. I got Egga on the other line. Egga said the people what's good.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. We got a lot to talk about today. Oh, it ain't Beyonce and Jay Z, but we got another elevator situation. <laughs> oh, I don't know what it is with the black black men and elevators just ain't been going along well. And it and it team. and
0: it just ain't that situation either, bro. Because you remember Ray Rice, Ray Rice situation was in the elevator too.
1: Exactly. We just got <laughs> Car- Carlos Miller said we gotta start taking the stairs, bro. At
0: this point, uh, at this point, <laughs> but you got that situation.
1: March Madness about to end with the men and the women, NBA trade deadline. We got some movie debates for y'all, a whole lot going on. So make sure y'all stay tuned in and and get all this good good energy we finna give off today, even though black men are not the topic of conversation right now.
0: (laughs) Yes, and if this is your first time listening to the q and podcast, we do have five segments. Uh, we have a sports segment, 2 while Wednesday. Social media wants to know entertainment and past the ox, so definitely stick with us throughout the whole session. And definitely check us out on Dash Radio. Every Thursday at 9 a.m., we are on the Nothing But Net station, so definitely check us out on Dash Radio. You can either get the app or you can just go to dashradio.com slash nothingbutnet. And definitely check us out. That's N-O-T-H-I-N-B-U-T-N-E-T. And
1: we've been giving out $5 too. So a a lot of y'all that don't be answering the trivia questions, you're missing missing out on $5 every week. I know y'all rich now because y'all got the stimulus checks (laughs) and, uh, you know, quarantine. Some people still getting their quarantine raises or whatever, but everybody can use $5. So answer the trivia questions, listen to us on nothing but net. And we'll give you the $5. It's, it's, everybody gives $5. I don't want to hit none is of that.
0: It's that. <laughs> that easy. And also, subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to us. Definitely subscribe to us on that platform. We definitely appreciate y'all, man. Definitely appreciate y'all. But let's dive into the NBA trade deadline. A whole lot of moves were made that is going to make an impact on the playoff matchups. So, the first one I want to talk about is this Denver one. Aaron Gordon getting traded to the Denver Nuggets. How would that play out for the Nuggets, bro? How do you think that they will fare in the West moving forward? I honestly
1: feel like the Nuggets, they may not be the best team in the West, but I feel like they are the scariest team in the West due to the fact that now not only do you have Jamal Murray, you got Jokic, and you got MPJ coming off the bench, but now – you got JaVale McGee and Aaron Gordon, and I don't care about Aaron Gordon in Orlando because we didn't get to see the full extent of Aaron Gordon because of that. Now, we all know him from the dunk contest, and we know he's crazy athletic, but I feel like he's still a very great playmaker, and I feel like a lot of people have been asleep on him. So adding him and JaVale McGee to this Nuggets roster, I feel like definitely elevates them to possibly top three, top four team in the West. And You could make the argument that they are the scariest team to go against right now in the West.
0: What do you mean by scary? What do you mean by scary? Because I seen you put that for two wild wins. What is your definition? I,
1: when I say scary, I mean, they could go all the way. Like, they the scariest team in the West. Like, they depth-wise, talent-wise. So, biggest threat, so you're saying biggest
0: threat to Bron? Biggest threat to Bron is what you're saying. Mm. And when you say scary, bro, you got you to gotta put some 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 state, a statement behind it. When I
1: say scary, I te- I'm, I'm coming from a standpoint of, They're not the top. They're not one of the top teams, but they're a team that you need to be afraid of. Same thing with the Miami Heat. I feel like the Miami Heat are the scariest team in the East. They may not be in the top rankings right now, but like you said before, none of these teams want to play the Heat when it come playoff time. For real, for real. So I I feel Denver is the same situation. It's just in the West.
0: And I love this trade for Denver as well because Aaron Gordon doesn't have to really go outside of his role, like in. When he was with Orlando, he really felt felt like he was the same player for like four years in a row, and he can be that type of player with the Nuggets, and it will be great for their team because that's exactly what they need. So he doesn't have to take an all-star leap or anything like that. He can just be a good role player for this team, and it will be so impactful for them come playoff time. I love this move. Uh, They only gave up like Gary Harris. Like They didn't really give up anybody big. I think they gave up RJ Hampton as well. Great pick. Great pickup. And you got MJ, uh, MPJ playing well right now. Murray is starting to play better. Jokic just been looking like the uh, MVP candidate the whole season. So whole I do season. agree with you that, yeah, I do agree with you that they are scary. But when I put them in the top three. Mm.
1: they they They're not in my top Whoa. three. They're in my top hold four. Hold on, hold on. They're top three or four now Whoa. in the West.
0: Because I might put them in my top three. I will put with with everybody healthy. With everybody healthy, this is how my top three will be. I have the Lakers number one. I will have the Nuggets number two. Honestly, I mm-hmm. have the Nuggets number two, and I will have the Clippers uh, with this Rondo pickup. With this Rondo pickup, uh, number three. I'm not. I'm not somebody. I'm somebody who's not a big fan of the Jazz. I think they're just going to be a regular team come playoff time. I'm somebody that's not really scared of the Jazz. And who else is up there? Oh, the Suns could be another possible threat come playoff time, so you can throw them up there. But I would have the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Nuggets would be my top three teams come playoff time. I would be like, whoa, I want to avoid those teams. So that's why I see right now. Those are my top three.
1: My top three would be the Jazz at one, Lakers at two, Suns at three, and I would have the Nuggets at four. And then I, I will put the Clippers at five at that point.
0: So let's move on to the Rondo trade at this point, since we already hinted at it. Uh, I talked about it before. I felt like if Lonzo Ball was traded to the Clippers, I said that the Clippers would end up making it to the NBA Finals. And But that obviously didn't happen. But they get somebody like a Rajon Rondo with the same type of skill set, and he's a veteran, and he's a leader, exactly what the Clippers need. The Clippers haven't had a leader in that locker room in a couple of seasons. Kawhi isn't a leader vocally. He's somebody who leads by example. So having a vocal leader in that locker room is something that they need. And they obviously needed a point guard. And that's we already know what Rondo can do for you. And come playoff time, we know who Rondo becomes. Playoff Rondo is somebody completely different. We've seen it for the Lakers last year. And we've seen it for the years prior as well. He turns into a different player. So that's why I have them in my top three. And I'm telling y'all, the Clippers are going to look like a different team with Rondo on this team. It's not going to be the the, the Clippers that's blowing leads all the time. I'm telling you, it's not going to be the same Clippers. Y'all going to watch out for them, for sure. So how do you feel about I'm, the
1: move? I'm hoping. I'm hoping so. I totally agree with you. I feel like the Rondo move was amazing. That's the one thing that everybody's been saying that the Clippers are missing. Like, yeah, you got PG, yeah, you got Kawhi, you got Pat Bev, you got Serge Ibaka, you got all these pieces, but you need somebody to run the floor, and Rajon Rondo is the perfect person for that. He's one of the greatest point guards of this generation. His IQ is off the charts. He's tough. He's physical. He can. He still can't really hit shots, but he can get other people looks and he can still get to the basket and get some layups, you know. So I don't I don't see him being a big threat offensively, but defensively and just IQ wise, he's definitely a great pickup for the team. And he could let Kawhi and PG play their own game.
0: Exactly. But with the Clippers, you don't need him to score because you have so much scoring around him. And that was the problem before you had too much scoring at the point around the point guard but you had no point guard but now you have a point guard who can get everybody their shots Kawhi doesn't have to really go outside of his role where he has to become the playmaker PG is the same thing now you have a point guard who can get everybody involved everybody's gonna get their shots nobody has to worry about that moving forward it's gonna be good for them I'm telling y'all it's gonna be good for them and when Kawhi has won championships it has always been with a good point guard when he was with the Spurs we already know how uh, Tony Parker's a hall of famer when he was with the uh, Raptors he had Kyle Lowry possibly a hall of famer as well. So now he has Rondo who's another possible hall of famer. So every time he's won a championship, he's had a good point guard. So uh I think he's going to be up there once again in that conversation. Before this move, I didn't before this move I didn't think the Clippers were going to be in that title contention. I think they were going to be a second round team and that would have been it. But with this Rondo move, I think we can see that LA LA matchup that we were looking for last season. So
1: I just honestly feel like they have no excuse to not make the conference finals, at least. Uh, do I put them in the same category as Brooklyn when I say they have no excuse? No, that's just a whole different caliber. But I feel the Clippers in the West, they have no excuse to not at least make the Western Conference finals, even if I don't have them in my top three or four Western teams.
0: Uh-huh. Rondo, a top, top 10, 10 point. Oh, time. Ooh. Oh, time.
1: Hold on, hold, oh you, oh I got a thank on.
0: I hate when people say that because I, I don't have a list in front of me, so yeah, I can't go not, down not all not the I'm point going arc. blank.
1: I'm going blank but, right now. So no,
0: nah, Rondo can't be top ten, bro. Top ten, Rondo can't top, be top ten, top twenty. I
1: will give you top twenty.
0: Maybe, yeah, but top
1: ten, like, uh, I you could think put him top twenty. Do you
0: have a Jason Kidd up there? What about Steve
1: Nash? Like all of them? You gotta, like, you Steve? gotta put Jason Kidd. Got to put Steve Paul? Nash. Steph Curry, Chris Paul, Dame Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Thomas. That's seven. I mean, that's six right there.
0: And I don't have any list in front of me. Magic. Oh, what the hell? Oh, yeah, damn. Magic Magic. Magic for sure. Um, that's seven. You putting Stockton up there? Stockton Mm, above Rondo?
1: Rondo could. I wouldn't be mad if I put if somebody put Rondo over Stockton.
0: Yeah, we talking about point guards. Guard. We we talking
1: point guards. I'm oh, man, listing we all point guards. Right. I ain't say no shooting guards at all. I'm giving straight point guards, and I already named seven.
0: That's t- yeah. Westbrook is gonna be above Rondo. Oh, well, hell I'm yeah, bl- Westbrook. I'm, I'm blanking has, on names, bro.
1: I'm
0: Kyrie's
1: gonna, gonna probably be above Rondo. Kyra, Kyra, that's nine. Oh my god, <laughs> we've only named like of
0: people you could put. It. It's a lot We've of only named like two Rondo old Rondo. niggas. Penny? We've only named two old niggas. Yeah, you got Penny, bro. bro. That's a Penny. lot of niggas you could throw above. Yeah, Boston, Rondo bro.
1: not top 10. No, top yeah. 20. i will give him the top 20 not. But top 10? No. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, that's, that's that. a
0: stretch for Rondo, bro. Damn, how big of a fan of Rondo are you to say that? <laughs> I feel like that's really out of left field. That's really out of left field for you to say that. <laughs> oh, man. But let's move on to this uh this trade. We got Nikola Vucevic was traded to the Chicago Bulls for Wendell Carter and a couple of first round picks. How do you feel about that move and for the Bulls getting this potential young duo? Uh
1: the Magic are stupid as always. <laughs> um <laughs> they, they they don't know how to trade, they don't know how to draft over the past few years. It's just it is what I expect from Orlando at this point. Um I definitely love the pickup for Chicago, though, because I've been the one saying for a long time that I don't think Zach Levine should push for a trade. I don't think he should try to worry about leaving Chicago. I feel like they're developing well already with the young players they got. They just need somebody to come there, just that one-star player to be his duo partner and an, um, Nikola Vucevic, and I feel like that's perfect. I feel like that duo could be a top-ten duo in the league next year once they like really get chemistry together and they actually practice together.
0: Yeah. And I I keep hearing people talk about, man, this wasn't a bad trade for the Magic, this, that, and the third. And it's just like, yes, they get a good, promising young (laughs) player. Yeah, they get a promising young player in Wendell Carter. But you're giving the Magic two first-round picks. And we have no good reference of the Magic having any good draft picks other than Dwight Howard at this point, bro. We got to go back to the Dwight Howard days when they actually hit on a player. So I'm like, bro, you're saying they're going to have a lot of draft assets. They had made another trade with 48, but that still doesn't tell me anything because it's not a promise that they're going to hit with these draft picks.
1: Because the, um, the trades that they did after drafting Dwight Howard, like the trades that the Magic were doing for those few years after, they were snapping with them trades. I ain't going to lie. But like you said, the draft picks just went completely down the drain. And I honestly do not remember a great draft pick for The magic, um, ever since then, honestly, not off the top of my head, anyway.
0: Yeah, I love this move for the Bulls, though. They haven't had a center in Fels like forever, probably since the Joe Kim Noah days. Since they actually had a good center, now you mm-hmm. get somebody with uh, like Vucevic, who's an all star caliber or uh, all star center at this point, and you get somebody like Tice, who's a good backup as well and can play the four. He was also traded from the Celtics, so I love the pieces and they're them trying to build around um Zach Levine at this point. I love it. He's really been hooping by himself and carrying this team to wherever they are in the East. I want to say they're ninth or 10th, so still like in that play-in range. So he's been carrying this team. So now you give him some actual pieces. So Chicago is somebody you should look out for in the future. There's good young pieces, I'm telling y'all. He said, damn, Oladipo. They did draft Oladipo, too. Oh, My yeah. Damn, they traded Oladipo. Why did they traded Oladipo?
1: Was Ola Depot like they traded Ola Depot Olad- for a reason. What well, was Ola Depot like real deal? Ola Depot for real though back then when he first got there. I don't, I don't remember Ola being
0: that crazy as He wasn't that
1: crazy when he first got there. He was good. I ain't gonna say Ola Depot wasn't good, but he the Ola Depot we see it now, he was no.
0: Because if he was good, they obviously would have kept him. <laughs> like exactly. I forgot why they even traded him. But yeah, Depot was solid. Though I get him Depot. I get him Oladipo. Though I get him. Oladipo. That's why
1: I say off the top of my head, I can't think of yeah. anybody. If I like actually go back and look, I might be able to find like one or two people.
0: Because think about the last few drafts for the Magic—they have drafted nothing but power forwards. It's like y'all need guards, and y'all not drafting yeah. guards. Y'all keep drafting power forwards. Y'all had Um Vucevic for all these years, and y'all drafted Mo Bamba who hasn't played in three to four years. So it's like, what are y'all doing with y'all front court? And y'all not trying to get any pieces for y'all backcourt at all. Y'all getting Markel Fultz in a trade, thank God. But he's hurt for the season. Now y'all left with nothing. Y'all drafted Cole Anthony. Hopefully he develops. So, so we got to see with the magic, bro. But I just don't tr- trust him with draft picks at all. Do not trust him. Let's move on to this Blazers trade with the Raptors. They get Norman Powell. Kind of iffy on this move. How you feel about it? Uh, I
1: love this move. We've already been talking about the fact that we don't think uh, Dame and CJ McCollum, we don't think that duo was going to last that much longer anyway. So I'm excited to see what Norman Powell can bring. He's having one of the best years, if not the best year of his career so far. So I feel like adding a, a great secondary player like that to partner up with Dame and give him that chance to grow with him in case CJ does leave. I feel like this is a great temporary way to practice that right now. I don't think Norman Powell is the permanent solution. You could definitely get a bigger player, a bigger name in general than a Norman Powell. But I feel like right now that's a great pickup. I feel like the Raptors lost this trade though, because they didn't trade Lowry. If you're going to trade Norman Powell, you might as well trade Lowry and just focus on Pascal Siakam and just figure out a way to build around him. But now you just got Lowry sitting there and all, all, As much as I love Fred VanVleet, all you really have as a big name is Pascal. So it's like you're kind of rebuilding at the moment. So I don't understand what the Raptors are doing. But for the Trailblazers, I love this pickup.
0: I agree completely with DQ. They gave up Gary Gary Trent Jr. And for the whole time that C.J. McCollum has been out this season, Gary Trent was the player starting. And that's when they actually started to win games and were going on winning streaks with Gary, Gary Trent starting at the two. So trading him, trading somebody who already has the chemistry with the team and things like that to the Raptors for Norman Powell, even though he's having the best season of his career, was just weird to me because it felt so unnecessary. Yes, it's a nice piece in Norman Powell, but you don't need him especially with the talent that you have. You don't need another ball handler type of guy. You need somebody like a Gary Trent who could just spot up and shoot. That's really all you need cuz you have, damn, you have CJ and you have like somebody like Nurkic who can, you can run the offense through. So, a Norman Powell felt like a I I wouldn't say it was a backwards move for, him, but more of a lateral move to me cuz you gave up Rodney Hood as well, another spot-up shooter that you can use. So it was just like a lateral move to me. I really didn't like it for the for the Blazers. But I do think this is the most talented team Damian Lillard has had. I think with all the pieces, with the McCullums, with the Nurkage, with the Mellows, with the Covingtons, with all of these pieces that he has right now, this is the best team that he's been on. And probably with what you just said about McCullum, who's possibly going to be traded by next season, his last chance to win a championship unless they get somebody big for McCullum. So do you think this is the best chance of Damian Little to win a championship?
1: I, I totally agree. I feel like everything you just said was spot on. I feel like the talent is there. The, the production is there. But only thing is, everybody else is just as talented or if not more talented. So it's still going to be an uphill battle for Dame and the Trailblazers. It's just this is your best opportunity on an uphill battle. So they just got to make it work. They got to figure out a way to do it. If they don't, I don't see it as that big of a failure because you're going up against these giants. Like, yeah, I, I honestly don't think L.A., The when I say L.A., I mean the Lakers, I don't feel like they have the best chance to win the West, but it's still Bron and A.D. at the end of the day. You just made the point about the Clippers, uh, the Nuggets, the Suns, like any of these four teams, the Jazz, five teams, that I just named that you got to go up against is going to be a dog fight, six, seven games per series, to be honest with you. Yeah.
0: He said, and Norman going to be a free agent. Gary was still in his rookie contract. Both of them going to be free agents after this season. I remember that's something I had heard. And if Dame don't leave Portland, he going to be another ringless player. I don't believe that. We're going to dive into that conversation a little later. We're going to dive into that conversation a little later. Steven and uh and that Russ conversation. <laughs> Let's move on to a, a couple of more trades. Uh we got George Hill to the 76ers. How you like it?
1: Uh I didn't really know what to think about that at first. Um, you you made a lot of great points earlier. I'm sure you'll touch on it more in a second, but you made a lot of good points on how they need a point guard and you don't really want Ben Simmons playing that position. You want to let Ben Simmons play in a more forward type of role where he can get his shots and where he can kind of play make on his own and not have to worry about running the floor so I, I totally agree with that I feel like George Hill is a great piece for that
0: and that's why they were in the sweep states to get somebody like a Kyle Lowry Kyle Lowry is an all-star player a veteran player he knows the game and he's somebody who knows how to run an offense and he's been there before George Hill is the same type of player he's not an all-star obviously but he's a veteran player he's been in the finals before it was a good pickup for the 76ers and I think it was somebody that they truly needed because like you just said, you cannot have Ben Simmons running the point in the playoffs. we already seen it in past years how that how that goes. It's basically like Giannis. They're going to build a wall around him and nothing is going to happen. And they're going to sag off him even worse than Giannis because he doesn't even try to shoot the ball. So it's right. an even worse type of situation for Ben Simmons. So you can't have him uh, playing the point. You have to have him in the post position, the dunker spot, where he can just catch the ball, dunk it, or he can playmate from the post. Something along those lines. But he can't be at the top of the key running your offense. I just can't see that uh, uh working for them in the playoffs. So I think George Hill works for them and be a big pickup for them uh come playoff time. Really like that move. And uh last trade we're going to dive into is uh the Rockets trading Victor Oladipo to the Miami Heat for yes, Avery Bradley and a bag of chips. A bag of chips. So, <laughs> and a bag of chips. <laughs> so so how do you how do you feel about this move, bro? Big big uh, big I- deal.
1: I honestly love it for the Heat. Um, they didn't have to give up anybody big. Like honestly, shout out to Pat Riley, straight up finesse this trade for real. Pat for real. Riley to go. Um, <laughs> uh, you get to keep Jimmy Butler. You get to keep Tyler Hero. Uh, you get to keep Duncan Robinson. You're keeping Dragic. You're, tre- you're keeping everybody. Kendrick, none. Like you're really giving up Avery Bradley and a bag of chips for somebody so powerful and forceful like a Victor Oladipo who can turn the switch on and go crazy and get buckets at any moment. I love this pickup. I feel like you already made the point like a week or so ago that the Heat can really give it to any of these teams in the East and possibly go all the way if we're being for real. And I feel like Victor Oladipo was like the icing on the cake to that.
0: I, I, I truly believe that the Heat – the Nets are the only team I'm worried about because obviously we know what the Nets situation is at this moment. But I really think nobody wants to see the Heat in the playoffs, bro. We already know how that goes down, and I'm talking about every team. I'm talking about the Sixers, uh, who else? the The Celtics, all of the Bucks. Bucks definitely don't want to see us in the playoffs. The Bucks yeah, already know how that situation goes. But I think Victor Oladipo was such a good pickup for the Heat, especially in the starting lineup, because Jimmy Butler has the style of play. Where he does not want to be the aggressor on every night, he sometimes he wants to be the facilitator, and he he doesn't he doesn't give you that scoring every night like you wish he would. But I think with Oladipo in this role and on this team, he's going to be the scorer that we can look to. Like if, Jim, if Jimmy doesn't want to. Be be the scorer that night, Victor Oladipo would be the guy, and you still have Bam as well. And Jimmy can just do the glue guy things that he does. He can facilitate the offense and things like that. And that's what you can need. That's what you need to really push the the heat for in the playoffs. And you still have Dragic off the bench. You still got Hero. You still got Duncan Robinson. So you still load it everywhere. And now you add in another scorer for the starting lineup, like a Victor Oladipo. I love the move, especially when you give up nothing. But the one thing I will say about the Heat and why I still love the move, but giving up somebody like a Kelly Olynyk. Kelly Olynyk is not a big name, but he was somebody who was starting for us this season and the Heat do not have a lot of big bodies. Like they are really down to Bam and that is really it. They have nobody behind Bam that can can guard any big man. They have Precious right now and Precious really hasn't been playing that well. So that is something that I'm really worried about with the Heat come playoff time. They cannot bang with anybody the rebounding is really a deficiency for this team. But, hey, with the guard play, hopefully it can carry us through. But that's the one thing I am worried about. Hopefully they can pick up somebody, maybe a cousins or some shit. I don't know.
1: I've never seen Coach Spolster coach small ball, and I feel like that's the situation he's in right now with all the guards that he has. So I'm, I'm interested to see what he's going to be able to do because Coach Spolster can definitely be the best coach in the NBA. You feel like he is the best coach in the NBA but he definitely has a challenge coming ahead of him with the size disadvantage that he's going to be working with. So I'm real interested to see that.
0: And I also wanted to talk about this as well. The Rockets blew it with oh yeah. with them. Tra- <laughs> the Rockets blew it. Bro. Oh my god! With them, with them trading James Harden, you think they will have so many assets moving forward, and that their future will be looking so promising? It really does not. They had they traded for basically what they got in return was Victor Oladipo and a whole lot of draft picks, and we really don't know what they are going to do with them yet. But you trade Victor Oladipo away for nothing. So now you're left with a couple of – I think they left with four draft picks and a couple of draft swaps, which really don't matter. So you're left with four first-round draft picks. That's it for a James Harden, generational player like Harden. You only got four first-round picks in return. What the fuck is going on? But let me put let me put this in y'all ear <laughs> as well. They could have had Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, and a couple of first round picks. They didn't accept that, and they went with this Oladipo deal. They also could have had Karis LeVert, even though he had his uh his cancer uh, earlier in the season. He's back healthy now. He could have been back playing for the Rockets at this point, but they decided to go with Victor Oladipo, who's a free agent after the season, who you didn't know who was going to sign back with you. And they're looking like some shit right now for the Rockets. I don't know what how they're gonna move forward with their future. I, have to, I, I don't have
1: anything else to add. Like they just blew it. There, there's nothing else to add to that.
0: Nothing. And and it's so crazy, bro. Because that's why I said the Rockets were not winners at the at the when they traded Harden. Like people were saying the Rockets won because they got a lot of draft picks. Like no, that doesn't oh, no, matter, bro. Yeah, they there right. was a lot of people saying they won, though, bro. You, bro, I know you remember that, bro. There was a lot of people oh, yeah, saying the Rockets won because they got Oladipo in them picks. I'm like, they was not winning, especially when you turned down Ben Simmons. You turned down Ben Simmons. Y'all can say whatever y'all want about Ben Simmons. That y'all think he overrated, even though he's not. But with a fresh start in his own team, he would have been an MVP candidate his first year. He would have been an MVP candidate. That's how much I believe in Ben Simmons. So you turned that down for Ola Depot and picks, and now you trade Depot away for nothing, you're looking like some shit right now, bro. You're, you're <laughs> really looking like some shit. I don't know what to say about the Rockets, bro, but it's, it's real shitty over there. That's all I got to say. All right, bro, who were the deadline winners and losers, in your opinion? <clears throat> uh,
1: The Nuggets. The Nuggets were definitely winners. Um, Who else? The Clippers won with that Rondo trade. Chicago won by getting Vucevic. Miami won by basically hoeing the Rockets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the losers, obviously the Rockets, the Magic. Uh, who else lost? I, I feel like the Raptors lost for reasons on why I explained with uh not getting rid of not getting rid of, but not trading Kyle Lowry and not really mm-hmm. planning on the future. So I, I have to put the Raptors in the lost category. Um and the next one, They trade with um, what's not even a trade really, but they buy won out. by getting yeah, yeah they <laughs> buy out with getting uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. The Lakers won by getting Andre Drummond. So yeah, other than the Rockets, the Magic, and the Raptors, I don't think any did the Celtics lose by giving up these. I don't know. I don't know if I would count that as a loss.
0: I wouldn't say that's a loss. I wouldn't say that's a loss.
1: Yeah, no, I that's it, man. Yeah, I would say
0: that the Nuggets, the Nuggets, the Heat, and the Clippers were my biggest winners because I think those were the, the teams that really improved their playoff standing with the moves that they made. Everybody else, uh, like I said, the biggest loser was the Raptors. And I completely mm. agree with you on your point about Kyle Lowry. I thought he was going to be traded because he's going to be a free agent after the season. So you would have been better off trading him for some type of assets as instead of trading him for nothing, unless you're gonna sign him back next season, then it's like okay, but if you let him walk for nothing when you could have got assets, then it's like what are y'all doing at that point? Like it just, didn't make just any walking sense.
1: at that point, he's just walking and y'all not getting nothing in return. So
0: exactly, and that's and it's really confusing coming from the from the Raptors, bro. Because y'all y'all could have got Duncan Robinson. Uh I forgot who the, the Sixers were gonna give up. I think they were gonna give up Maxi. So you turn yeah. around, you turn it down some good pieces for for um Lowry who's an all-star player like we understand that but it's just like man if y'all just going to let him walk like I really don't understand y'all decision in not trading him at right. that point. it was kind of weird so yeah I I think there was the losers as well but that was really it in terms of losers um I do like that rj hampton that rj hampton pickup from the magic so i won't put them in the the loss or the losers category i I think i I gotta be nah
1: bump that no i won't put them i won't put them in the the losers category category. category. per se they have to they have to
0: they have to hey for the we know they're not gonna draft
1: well we know they're not gonna draft well not only did you Eric Gordon was already on his way out the door. So I'm not mad oh, yeah. at the at them training him because he verbally said he wanted to be traded. But you give up Vucevic too. I you're losing. I have to give you a
0: loss. But the magic, man, you really just had to start fresh. So I understand their decision in trading Vucevic, but it's like for picks, it's like uh it's like I don't I don't trust y'all with picks, bro. But
1: bro, like <laughs> in my opinion, like you had to keep Vucevic because Eventually, the Magic have to try to go at a big-name player. They have to try eventually. Right now, Orlando is not a a spot that any big-name player wants to go to because the front office sucks, the scouting sucks. Like It's just they're not good when it comes to getting new players. So the only thing they could possibly depend on at this point is hoping that veteran players, great veteran players, like just choose to come there and it's not going to happen unless you figure out a way to keep the good ones that you have they should have kept vucevic just cut their losses with aaron gordon and just missed out on any other trades if they couldn't get anything else at least that way you know you still have your cornerstone player that could still lead you to get some type of wins but right now like you just said they're just rebuilding all the way over and we <laughs> i definitely feel like they're gonna probably get a d or a f in rebuilding in the first year or two
0: Oh, for sure, knowing the magic, yeah. But I'm—I I do like that RJ Hampton pickup for the Magic. That's what—that's one thing I do like about their trades. All right, bro. Like you just spoke about Aldrich to the Nets. How do you feel about the move?
1: The Nets already had no excuse to not get to the finals and to not win the finals. And now Blake Griffin was the icing on the cake. But now you got Aldrich. That's the—that's the cherries on top of the icing on the cake. <laughs> So Facts. the Nets have no excuse to not win anything. They damn near shouldn't even lose a game if we're being 100% honest. See, I, they y'all, y'all taking fine. it too
0: far with that. Y'all lose, Y'all taking it too far they, with that. They shouldn't even y'all lose a game. Y'all taking it too far. You too got,
1: far you have Kevin Durant. I'm assuming Kevin Durant's coming back healthy. Hopefully. Pray he does. Uh, you got Harden, you got Kyrie, you got Blake Griffin, you got DeAndre Jordan, you got... But what Marcus, we're not Audrey. taking
0: into account, bro, that's good on paper, but what we're not taking into account is the chemistry. We have not seen Kevin Durant and Harden and Kyrie play more than four games together yet. And in those four games, they have lost. So I'm like, bro, we have to see them together healthy. So whenever KD comes back that's when we can really say, okay, the Nets shouldn't win any games. But we really haven't seen these three together. Yes, Harden has been having an MVP season, but we have not seen those three together, and that's why I'm worried about the, the Nets, bro. Like, that's the, the that's the thing I will give them. Chemistry will bite them in the ass. If anything, it will be chemistry because this looks great on Man. paper, bro. This looks great, but they do not have any chemistry. They don't. I
1: don't know, chemistry. bro. I No, I can't give them that cop out. I can't. I just can't give them that cop out.
0: It don't have to be a cop out, but I'm saying, I'm saying, bro, they have not. But y'all saying they are not gonna lo- lose any games in the playoffs? When well, I'm like, they haven't played three, three, four games together yet, though the trio at least. So oh, we can't I'm, say they are not gonna lose any games when they haven't even had the chemistry.
1: I'm just saying they shouldn't. Like you say, on paper, you shouldn't. They there, there's always a possibility that they could. I just don't think they should. You should not lose any games if all of you come back healthy, all of you are ready. And it's playoff time, I, I honestly damn sure the first round, I feel like you should sweep whoever you play in the first round instantly and then maybe lose one, two games at the most in the second round.
0: And to all the people that's handing the the Nets, the championship trophy right now, even though after Edgar just said all that, that they should win, I wouldn't hand them the trophy so soon because we've seen what happened before with teams uh, like the Miami Heat. With LeBron that first year, they lost to the Dallas Mavericks because the Dallas Mavericks had the chemistry and that really overtook them in that series. And that could possibly be exactly what we see in this finals because the Lakers already have the team. They already have the chemistry. They already have the champion experience from last season. So now you're going up against a team that really doesn't have chemistry. Yes, their talent is great, just like those Heat teams' talent was great. But the chemistry chemistry won in that first season. So I wouldn't just hand the Nets their trophy the first season. But like you said, they should win, but, but I wouldn't but bro, give it to them so soon.
1: What would count this series? Um, not this series, what would count this season as a bust for the Nets? Like, we if you're gonna say that, then what's gonna be considered a bust for this season for the Nets? Oh, not like,
0: winning a championship is definitely a bust, yes.
1: Okay, I just want to make sure we're on the same page with that. Cause I feel like oh, if yeah, you don't, yeah,
0: Oh, yeah, the goal is definitely a championship, if but you I'm just do saying we can't handle a championship too, yeah.
1: Well, well, okay, I understand that point. I'm just saying, you can't so hand like, him a you,
0: championship like they got you, they, you like, the, like this, like this weekend. They got Aldridge, and niggas was like, oh, the Nets finna win everything. Oh, like I wouldn't say all that, my nigga. And honestly, I don't think this Aldridge pickup is that big of a deal. And it's the same way I felt about the Blake Griffin thing. I don't think Aldridge will be on the court in closing lineups. I don't think he should be on the court and closing lineups. Let me say that because I did hear a report that. They're trying to move away from DeAndre Jordan and they're trying to go toward a more of a front court with uh, Blake Griffin and Aldrich. I don't know how good that is defensively, though. So I wouldn't trust that come playoff time. I would rather have Jeff Green on the court, other players along that uh, alongside him, along to go along with the trio that you have. But that's just me. But I hear they, they're trying to go with the Aldrich and Blake Griffin thing. That's cool. But I don't think they should play big minutes in the playoffs. I really don't.
1: I honestly feel like it's not that big of a problem because it's let me start with Blake Griffin with Blake Griffin. He's changed his game since he's been with Detroit. Now, granted he wasn't snapping. He wasn't playing spectacular. Didn't even attempt to dunk since 2019 until like a week or so ago, but he's become a perimeter player. Now he he's not the best, but it's definitely an elevation from what he was, you know, he could still play in the post. Like he's still athletic. He's still Blake Griffin, but He's such a great post um, player now for his size. He can defend on the post. Like if they go up against uh, the Celtics for an example, I wouldn't be mad if they had Blake Griffin guarding Jason Tatum for like a possession or two. You know, just to switch up the rotation and switch up the the flow with stuff like that. I feel like Blake Griffin can offer that defensively. And LaMarcus Aldridge, although age is not on his side, I feel like he also can provide a strong defensive presence as well. Maybe not as great as DeAndre Jordan because offensively, Aldridge is better than DeAndre. But I feel like DeAndre has better length and better defensive capability than Aldridge. But I feel like that's still a strong piece to have, even if you start DeAndre Jordan over LaMarcus Aldridge. I I feel like it's a win-win either way.
0: I think that's going to be the Achilles heel. They have to have somebody who can block shots, and I do not believe that is Blake Griffin or uh, a LaMarcus Aldridge. I would rather keep a uh, DeAndre Jordan, and I'm somebody who really doesn't even believe in DeAndre Jordan, but if you're giving me these players at this stage in their career, I have to ride out with DeAndre Jordan because he's your only rim protector. That's why I like somebody like Drummond to the Nets way better than I like the uh, Blake Griffin or Aldridge. I think if you get Drummond, then we can start handing them the championship trophy because it's like, damn. They have now they got the defensive centerpiece that they need down low, but they still have holes on this team, though. They definitely still have holes. All right, and let's move on to this drumming to the Lakers. How do you think it will impact the team?
1: Definitely um, a step forward. For the fact that you lost JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard so you need somebody other than Anthony Davis playing in the paint for rim protection not only just to have an extra body but to also conserve the health of Anthony Davis because we know how it can be if he gets hit the wrong way or if he torts his body the wrong way so having a rough player down there like a Andre Drummond who can. Get a lot of rebounds for you, get a lot of second chance point opportunities. I feel like Drummond was a great pickup by the Lakers, definitely gives them a strong chance to defend the title. And when Braun comes back healthy, AD coming back at at least 85, 90%, that trio right there is dangerous.
0: Mm, i completely agree i think losing out on dwight and javel last year was hurting the lakers earlier in this season i heard mm-hmm. that they're releasing gasol so gasol gonna be out the door so now it's gonna be Drummond's position to really take over at this point and ad should be coming back in a in a few weeks uh at, at, at a good percentage at this point being out for as long as he's been out so i think i think it's a good run for the lakers come playoff time and i think they still gonna get to the finals eventually uh but let's move on to this conversation Icon or rings? So, bro, you can dive into the conversation that was had by Stephen A about uh, Russell Westbrook and uh, the the accomplishments over, or the rings over accomplishment conversation.
1: So, basically, I want to say this was like two nights ago now. Russell Westbrook made history again with the triple-double thing by being one of, I think, one of only three players in NBA history to have a 30, 20, and 10 night. And I think he had like 34, 22 and 11 or something or 14 or something like that. So crazy numbers. Congratulations to him. He's doing something that we've just never seen in this lifetime. So I I appreciate everything Russell Westbrook is doing to the game. You can make an argument. He's the most athletic point guard to play the game. But Stephen, A. had a problem with it because it's like we were used to this. I think you said this last year, too. It's like. What else other than the triple double are we going to want to expect from Westbrook at this point? It's like yeah you are getting the numbers yeah you're you're doing but I'm cool all this with that great
0: stuff. I, I know but, everybody isn't meant for a title though. I know that everybody isn't but, meant for a title but it's
1: the fact that if you're West what Stephen A was alluding to is if you're Westbrook you hold yourself to this standard of you're just as great as all the other great players in the league right now so we need to hold you to the same standard. Like it's past numbers at this point, bro. Like you need a title. Like to like really keep you up there with the upper echelon, like you need a you need a title. You played with James Harden and KD at the same time. You joined um Harden again when you joined the Rockets after leaving K um after leaving OKC. And before that happened, you were with Paul George and then now you with Bradley Beal and it's like you're you're below you're like 13, 14 games below 500. With the Wizards right now, and you've always had great talent around you. Y'all blew that series to Golden State a couple years ago. Um, not a couple, but a few years ago. So it's like, hey, like what, what's next? Yeah, the triple-doubles are great. The numbers are great. But to really give you that you one of the great greats for real, I feel like you got to have a chip. And I don't think Stephen A. was wrong for saying that. Russell Westbrook and his wife, uh, I think her name is Nina, they, they clapped back on Instagram, and Russ clapped back in his interview uh saying that i don't need uh, a title like i felt like a champion as soon as i got into the league like i'm changing my community i'm doing this and that and okay congratulations you are but damn like we still have the right to expect the championship from you because i if you ask russell westbrook if he wants a championship he's going to say yes like he's kind of, he's trying to act like a championship don't matter when we know damn well it do. Like if you're a really game, you a player, it doesn't. It matters to the media, to bro. It matters to the no, media, bro.
0: No, it matters if, to the media because y'all because y'all tarnish no. a man's name over that. Because y'all really trying to not bash him. That, that, that was that was the problem. I don't even think it was that. I think the real problem was is that he really discredited everything that he's been doing, bro. Saying the triple doubles. Uh, I ain't worried about triple doubles. He got to get a ring. Like damn, you wasn't saying that by AI and shit nah, because you was a reporter on AI. But we don't hear that shit when you be talking about AI. You be riding his dick. Talking about AI that was one of the greatest just at the third. Like, no. You got to hold down Russell Westbrook in that same conversation with the Allen Iversons, bro. One of the greatest point guards that would never win. He literally said
1: it. He said, Russell Westbrook, a Hall of Famer, like first ballot. We know all of this. It's just, are you going to get a chip? That's literally all Stephen A. said. why does
0: that matter? Why, what? That doesn't mean you can discredit my accomplishments because I don't have a title, though. That's what it felt like he was doing. He was discrediting his accomplishments because he doesn't have a title when that shouldn't matter, especially in this era, bro. And I think a lot of people really take this era for granted because you said all the teammates he's had. You said all his teammates, and that's great. But think about the players that he had to go up against, bro. Brian with the Heat. He had to go up against the Warriors stack with the Warriors with uh with KD. Think about all the teams that he's had to go up against. Yes, he had these teammates, but Russ had to go against some crazy-ass teams. Oh, yeah, and he's I, made I agree. It, and he's made it to the finals. It's not like he's never had playoff success. He's made it to the finals before. So to bash him and to say, oh, he doesn't have a ring, so oh, his accomplishments don't matter, it's like, He showed you before that he can do that. He has that flow of success. Why do we have to discredit his accomplishments now, though? We don't have to discredit him for what he's doing.
1: Stephen A. wasn't saying the numbers just don't matter at all. It's just at this point, it's like, damn, are we going to want to? Like, we as fans, we as the media, like, we as commentators, as critics, do we not have the right to expect more? Like, after a certain amount of time, it's like, Okay, the what numbers was are the great. expectation.
0: What was the expectation for Westford Westbrook coming into the season, bro? Coming into this, it season, wasn't championship, it, it so was won championship. No, no, so why, right are we, now, why are we holding it to this standard then? Why are we holding it to this standard if right that wasn't now, even the expectation? Right now, it's
1: not championship. I do agree, and I also want to say, uh, because my friend Jasmine pointed out the fact that. Stephen A, it's not wrong what Stephen A said. He just shouldn't have said it at the time he said it. I totally agree with that. I feel like you should have let him have his moment, have his historical accomplishment celebrated. And then later down the line, you could have said something like this. It probably wouldn't be as big of a deal if he said it later, like two weeks or so from now. But the fact that he said it on the historic night, that or the day after the historic night, that's what kind of is setting flame to the, um, setting gas to the fire right now. Because it's like, damn, you're really trying to downplay what I just did, and that's Stephen A. explained that's that that's what it, that's that's not what he it was came off as.
0: He was downplaying. That, what that's what, did, it bro. that's yeah, what it came off. That's what it came off. He downplayed off as what I did.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because he said it at the wrong time. So I totally agree with that. And like you said, right now he's on the Wizards. Yeah, you with Bradley Bill, but bro, it's the Wizards. You don't have any help. So right now you can't put championship expectations on him. But career wise. Russ still has a chance to win a championship that's what Stephen A is saying it's like hey you still got a good a good little bit of time before we kick you out of that championship window. But
0: that's so the what point, you' gonna bro. do. But that's the point. Why are we holding him to a championship? Why does Because you're that caliber player. Why does does he have to win a championship, bro? That's the point I think a lot of people... Yes, we understand what you're saying about Stephen A, bro. Stephen A tried to downplay him. That's cool. We passed there at this point. But the point is, he doesn't need a championship because he's already an icon, bro. He's already an icon. AI doesn't need a championship because it's it's not in the cards for everybody to win a championship. So why are you holding him to this championship... Why are we holding him to a championship standard, though, when we know the team that he's gone up against and we know the team that he's on now? Why are we holding him to a championship standard? And why are we looking at the past saying you ain't got a championship? So I can't I can't congratulate you on what you're doing now because you ain't got a championship. Oh, that's no, basically no. I, what he said that's basically I, what he said. I can't congratulate you on your accomplishment because you haven't won a championship in your career. That's what you I, said. I that's like, what he said.
1: I feel like we have to congratulate you because you're making history. You're doing something that only two other players in this entire league have ever done. So you have to get praise for that. And you're doing it consistently. Like you're probably gonna average the most triple doubles like ever in the NBA in history, period. And I don't feel I don't feel like anybody will touch them. Maybe down the line just because the way the game is going, but I don't see it happening no time soon. But I just feel like certain players like just like, are we really just okay with players not being hungry for a chip anymore? It's like, I don't feel like Who it's downplaying everything. Hungry? Else he's Who doing. said he's
0: not hungry? Because but he's, he playing, for he's, going, he he's playing for the Wizards. He's doing his for the Wizards, though. What what impression are you supposed to give off? We supposed to win a championship with the Wizards?
1: Come no, on. But what impression am I supposed bro, to give off? When you when when I say you I'm speaking of Russell Westbrook, when you say I don't need a championship, I already felt like a champion when I came into the league, it's like. Okay, that's cool, but you're kind of trying to sound like you just don't care to win one. Don't make it sound like you don't care to win one because that's not the vibe you want to put off if you're this caliber of a player. Like, you honestly need to have that attitude that you always want to win
0: one. Let me say this. Let me say this. I feel like he worded that incorrectly. Yes, he wants to win the one, but that doesn't define me as a player is what he should have said. That doesn't define me. I'm still a great player without it. And if I get a championship, that's just another uh, cherry on top of the, the Sunday. But that well, doesn't define me. That doesn't right. define my legacy, bro. I'm still the player even if I have a championship or not. That's, the, that's what I feel like he meant by those words. Not saying he doesn't care about it, but it doesn't define me. I'm still the same player. I'm still somebody who can get the championships or to get the triple doubles or whatever, but it doesn't define me. If I get one, it's good. If I don't, I'm satisfied with myself. For a lot of players, they're not satisfied with themselves if they don't get a championship because what the media paints, the media paints you as somebody who is just not a winner and a loser. If you don't get a championship, that's the same thing they try to do to Chris Paul, too, because Chris Paul don't get a championship. It's like uh, we push Chris Paul off to the side, even though he's one of the greats. We already know Chris Brawl is the point guard and all that shit, but people always try to push him to the side because he don't got a ring. When we have to appreciate these players, bro. We have to appreciate them, especially in this moment, especially after one of the greatest nights we've seen with a 30, 20, and 10 night when you push it off to the side because he doesn't have a ring. it's like, come on, bro. You can't push it off to the side. And that's with any great player. It's just not for Westbrook either. Like we can talk about the Barclays, the Allen Iverson, never got rings, but they still were great players, and they didn't let the rings define their legacies. Yes, they were hurt. They did not win a ring. All of those players were hurt. They did not win a ring, but it didn't define them. They were still great players, and we still look at them as great players. And I think that's what that's what should have been the conversation instead of, "Oh, he don't got a ring. Ah, fuck him. Like fuck his accomplishments." And I felt like that's how it came off. So I felt like real disrespectful. And I think that's why his girl had, his girl had came at him like that because it's just like, "Damn, you, you you disrespecting me? You feel what I'm saying?" So. I understand both sides, but now nah, I, I definitely. I do too. On I,
1: I totally understand both sides, and I do agree. Like, could I I think even Gilbert Arenas spoke on that too on his on his podcast. Like he spoke on the fact that championships don't define who I was. Like my career was great. Every you can ask anybody who's a basketball fan, they know who Agent Zero is. Like you don't have to exactly so, yeah,
0: and that's why I put icon or rings, bro. When you're iconic in this game, you don't need a ring, you don't need one. Agent Zero don't need a ring, bro. Russell Westbrook don't need a ring because they're iconic, bro. They're iconic, they don't need any validation from a ring. So, I completely agree with them on that for sure. For sure, yep, yep, yep. All right, but let's move on to the final four. What do you got for the final four prediction? A great game last night between UCLA and Michigan, great, Definitely. great elite eight. Honestly, I don't think it was any bad games. I guess, uh, except that Gonzaga game Hey man, USA, y'all cost me money, man <laughs> Fucking around with y'all, man I thought y'all had a little bit of promise Y'all don't cost me money, man
1: that shit crazy Hey, it's man. crazy because I, I told you earlier How I seen on Twitter, how you was talking about Bro, USC too long, talking, bro I'm talking like ain't big gonna shit for all niggas
0: <laughs> I'm talking, I hope niggas from the USC Listen to this shit, What? I talk <laughs> big shit for y'all I talk They ain't do shit. nothing that you said They did. They do they nothing, did nothing They didn't feed all. Evan Mobley, Isaiah Mobley Shout-out to Joe. I had to pay Joe $20 for y'all. Just, <laughs> right, I'm just giving away money at this point. Y'all didn't even show up to play. That shit was nasty. All
1: right. Uh, but shout-out to UCLA. I don't think anybody's seen UCLA getting this far. Uh, I definitely didn't. So they would be a Cinderella team if they make it all the way. Oh, for but sure. But I- I have Gonzaga beating UCLA because Gonzaga is just untouchable, and right now I don't feel like it's the time to go against them. It ain't been time to, and I ain't gonna start now. So I got Gonzaga, <laughs> I got go. Gonzaga going to um, beating UCLA, and I got Baylor beating Houston. Shout out to Houston as well, even though they're a number two seed. I didn't think they would get this far in the tournament. I stopped them around probably the elite eight at the furthest. So shout out to Houston for getting this far, but. The Gonzaga-Baylor matchup is what I have, and I have Baylor winning it all. I want to say it will probably be like a two-, three-point difference if I had to get real down to it.
0: I like the matchup. I like the matchup. and I Yeah, I agree with you. I love what UCLA has been doing. I think they will be the second, or they are the second team, to make it from the first four-playing game to the final four. I think Mm -hmm. VCU in 2008 or 2011 was the first team – to get from the first four to the final four and now ucla is the second team so definitely shout out to uh ucla but um yeah i, I agree with the championship game baylor and gonzaga but i have gonzaga winning i'm not going against gonzaga anymore after what <laughs> so, <laughs> i'm rocking out with Jalen sucks i'm rocking out with sucks and shout out to drew timmy too i said it in my uh, my top 15 players in college basketball video that drew timmy is going to be the key for them to win a championship, and he showed it last night why he's so important to that team. He ate Evan Mobley and Isaiah Mobley alive last night. Like they couldn't mm-hmm. stop him. His footwork was all over the place. So shout out to Drew Timmy. I think defensively and offensively, he's going to be the X factor for that game because I think that game will happen. But you gotta watch out for Baylor. Baylor gonna be tough now. Nah. Yeah, Baylor gonna be for tough. Real. But but I, 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 I remember.
1: I remember telling everybody, I said it way back in January, I'm like, bro, Baylor is the team to beat. Like, I feel like they had the toughest schedule in the whole country, which I I feel like they proved that they did based off of the talent they played and, like, the one or two games that they did lose, you know. So I I feel like they had tough competition. They won a good 99% of them games. And right now they're they're going on just as great of a run as Gonzaga. So I got to give Baylor the nod.
0: For sure, for sure. And uh damn, I think that was it. Uh who you got for the uh the women's? Who you got for the women's?
1: Uh the women, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, you got Connecticut against Arizona and South Carolina versus Stanford. I have Connecticut winning over Arizona, and I got ooh, <laughs> South Carolina and Stanford gonna be a tough one, but I got South Carolina winning against Stanford. So Connecticut versus South Carolina, and I got UConn winning it all.
0: Uh, yeah, I got South Carolina and UConn championship game, but I have South Carolina winning. I think Zia Cook will be the expert, not even the expert, because she's the best player on the court, but she will mm-hmm. be the key factor in pushing them forward, bro. Uh, I seen her in uh the Elite Eight going crazy. Paige yep. Becker's is Paige Becker's is crazy. Uh, we're gonna talk about her a little later in two hour Wednesday, but Paige Becker, they got some nice pieces around her, but I think USC, the defensive pieces as well will hold strong in that final four matchup so i'm definitely rocking with south carolina all right now let's move on to some other situation in the basketball world <laughs> kd kd versus michael rappaport man so if y'all don't know michael rappaport had exposed kd basically exposed some <laughs> uh, exposed some dms of what was going on between him and um uh, kevin durant i think uh michael rappaport had uh had dissed him about not doing an interview or not saying something in the interview or some shit like that. So they were going to answer
1: he didn't answer a question correctly that Charles Barkley that had asked him.
0: Okay, so he didn't answer a, a question correctly that Barkley Active asked him. So him and yeah. uh, KD were going back and forth in the DMs. KD was saying some wild shit, bro. KD was saying some wild shit in the DMs, calling that nigga <laughs> a cocksucker, come guzzling. Oh, I seen some shit. I was like, damn. KD saying some words that you really don't say in the, the black community like that. that shit <laughs> exactly. weird. Uh, that's, it. Made exactly. me feel like KD was high key hacked, but then I was like, okay.
1: I low-key felt, because that's how Michael Rappaport talked. Like, I'm expecting Facts. him to say those things. So, Facts. the fact that he was very he was very chill in the messages, he was like, bro, like, like, Michael Rappaport really had the attitude of, bro, like, why are you even coming at me like this? It's not that serious. I critiqued you. I said what I had to say. I gave my opinion, and you just, you all in your feelings. And I feel like KD, I'm not saying KD should just let people talk about him, but you have to stop being this sensitive to where like bro like you're really threatening to beat this man ass like you really just (laughs) you really cussing him out to all this extent like it's not that serious KD it's really not out of all the shit Skip Bayless say about LeBron James will we ever see LeBron say anything to Skip Bayless no because LeBron does not care like he doesn't care not saying you got to be like Bron because KD you you are your own person but I'm just using that as an example you know, the Russ situation with Stephen A., that's different. We just had that whole conversation. That's a different type of situation. But with this situation, KD, bro, it's just Michael Rapoport is a big sports fan. He's been on several sports shows giving his opinion. He he has a good knowledge of the game, you know, so I respect his opinion a lot of times. So, KD mm. just bro, yeah. Why are y'all following each other anyway? Why are you still following? But him? but but, like- but
0: but KD has said that they do this often. They go back and forth like this often. So that's why that's why I was like kind of confused why he was exposing like the messages if they do this often. Because it did come out like he, they were kind of used to each other, but him popping up and saying, like, where's your address? Is where that shit comes. Yeah, That's like, why I'm Whoa. like, it,
1: it it shouldn't be getting that serious every time. I feel like that's I also agree. I feel like that's why Rapperport posted the, the DMs. Cause I'm like, Oh, no, he must you know have, why I thought he must have you know really felt disrespected so? this time. Why no,
0: you know why I think so? He has a podcast coming out, so he's Ooh. trying to gas up his podcast, Michael Rappaport. Has a podcast coming out, so he is trying to roll out his podcast, bro. So he thought releasing these messages was a good rollout to open up his podcast. It's a it's a real coincidence that the day that he exposes messages, a couple of minutes later, he's saying I got a podcast. It's, it's a coincidence, my nigga. So I think that was the reason he exposed it. I, but that nigga was taking it serious, calling lawyers. He, and all he that was shit. like, "Yeah." That's why so I'm Call like,
1: "Katie, like, what are you saying? Like, it's not that serious." <laughs> I, I just, I couldn't respect that, bro. I'm like, bro, rapper. And now it'd be different if they were both saying the same level of stuff to each other. But it's like, Katie was just cussing them out, threatening them, and Rapperport was like, "I don't care." Like, like, why are you saying all this? So I don't know, Katie. You just, you went out kind of sad. I ain't gonna lie. <sighs>
0: I don't know, bro. It's like, it's nothing I can really say about KD at this point. Cause it's like, you expect it at this point. Cause you, you, we've seen it before. He made burner accounts in the past. So it's like, we, we know what KD is. Like, so I can't even say you got to stop being sensitive, if that's who you are. If that's what keeps you up at night or if that keeps your motor going, Hey, my nigga, keep doing your thing. Cause you went in <laughs> chips and you, you one of the best players in the world. So keep doing your thing. But and that shit is kind of weird though. That shit is weird. That's something I will say. Uh, all right bro but uh let's move on to two wild wednesday bro what we got for the day
1: uh first poll right here the miami heat will make it to the eastern conference finals two wild or not too wild
0: not too wild Not too wild. it really depends on matchups hopefully they don't see brooklyn until the, the eastern conference finals but yeah i think they can be everybody else except for brooklyn truly
1: uh, I agree. I also said not too wild. Not too wild won this poll 81%. Uh, I feel like right now they have the best chance to make it because who did I say it would be? I said it would be Brooklyn and, oh, damn, what other team did I say? Did I say Boston? Brooklyn and Boston in um, the Eastern Conference? Or Philly? I think I said Brooklyn and Philly in the Eastern when? Conference Finals. like for Before the uh, season? not not before the season but like during the season weeks ago when we was talking about where we expect the nets to go i think i said philly or boston if i'm not mistaken but i'm low-key definitely putting miami in that conversation now so i don't feel like that's too wild uh next one uh we already talked about it the nuggets are now the scariest team in the west too wild or not too wild
0: with your definition i'm gonna say not too wild with your definition i'm gonna go with not too wild
1: I agree, not too wild, but too wild won this poll 63%. Mm, uh next one with playoff rondo. The Clippers will go to the NBA finals. Too wild, not too
0: wild. This is it's going, bro. That series is gonna be a way closer series than we want to admit right now, bro. Y'all gonna see close to the playoff time. Y'all gonna <laughs> see close to the playoff time. Not too wild not too wild they will be in the eastern conference finals so not too wild that they get to the finals not too wild they will be right you there. mean uh you
1: mean west western conference
0: western conference Finals. excuse me yeah mm. they will be right there i'm telling y'all they're gonna be right there
1: uh, i said too wild i just i don't know i got i'm telling you y'all team. that
0: rondo addition is gonna mean so much it's gonna be looking like, like a different team with the healthy ibaka to guard ad i like their chances bro i like their chances uh this is
1: Damian Lillard's best. Te- Ooh, this is Damian Lillard's best team to win a championship with. Two out, not too wild. We both said not too wild with that. Uh two wild won the poll 65%. Shame on you all.
0: I didn't understand why they put two out because I'm like, what are y'all going off of? Y'all can't be on no, those no, like, teams. <laughs> <laughs>
1: definitely can't, so I, I don't I don't get it. I don't feel like they did research for they voted on
0: that. <laughs> <one>. uh. <laughs> I think they, I think they were going by like championship. Like this is his best chance to win a championship. Like because he's not, uh, he's not winning anyways. Like he's not winning a championship. But I'm just saying this is his best ch- team, best I, I team and best as, chance.
1: I said it as specific as I could. <laughs> I, <don't>, I understand, <laughs> I but that's, that's
0: I'm, how I'm. I'm I, that's why I'm taking it like because I'm like I don't know what y'all going off of to put too wide. I really don't.
1: Exactly. It definitely should have been like an 89%. Not too out on that
0: one. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, that up. <laughs> uh,
1: Where does a Levine Vucevic duo rank in the best duo in the league list? Top 10, 11 through 15, or 16 or below? I say top 10.
0: I said top 10 as well. Having two all-stars in your top 10, you, you're you definitely up there. You're definitely up there, my G. But it was tough. It was tough, though. I think they were like definitely, definitely at the back end. But they were, like, on that 10, like, 11 range. Like, it's a lot of good duos in this league, man. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good duos in this league. Because I had said Bam and Butler. Um, I'm looking towards the Le-
1: future, though. I'm looking towards the future with it. That's why I said top 10.
0: Uh, oh, you're looking towards the I was talking about, like, right now and, like, next year. Oh, right so had, now. I'm, in,
1: I'm included right now, but I'm mainly looking towards the future.
0: Mm, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go through some teams real quick. Let me go through some teams real quick. Cause I I know I have obviously the 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 Kawhi PG. You got Bron um, AD,
1: Kawhi PG. You got uh, what's call it um Ben Simmons and uh MB. You got uh
0: K- Kd and Harden.
1: K- is, that's a trio though then. I can't even count no duo with that because you got um Kyrita. Uh, well,
0: you got Bam Bam and Jimmy.
1: Bam and Jimmy. So excluding Phoenix. the Nets.
0: Phoenix, Phoenix yep, with Phoenix. Booker and the Suns. Mm-hmm. Uh Denver. Uh, Denver with um Jamal Murray yeah. and Jokic. I
1: wouldn't put yeah, I would ass. put nah I am. Jamal, Jamal Murray and Jokic. But I, I would put Zach Levine and Vucevic over that though.
0: Mm. All yes. right.
1: Yeah, there ain't too many other ones, honestly. I Portland, you got 10.
0: uh, Portland, you got uh CJ and Dame.
1: As of right now, yeah, I would put Dame and CJ over them, so that's five.
0: Yeah, so they they top ten, they top ten. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got oh, you got uh, Brown and Tatum.
1: Oh yeah, that's it. Brown and
0: Tatum. Yeah, so they top ten for sure. They mm-hmm. top ten. All right, what's the next one?
1: Uh, that was tied. Top ten and eleven through fifteen were tied at thirty-seven percent. So that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets will not lose one playoff game leading up to the finals. Too wild or not too wild? Not too, too wild. wild. as
0: fuck. Too <laughs> wild as fuck. <laughs> too wild as fuck. Uh, really two out won that poll. <laughs> two out won that
1: seventy-five percent uh, to twenty-five percent. When I oh, said man. the Lakers weren't gonna lose a game, well, I brought AD. You thought I was crazy, but now, <laughs> well, are well, a full healthy that's Nets playoffs, cry. you think that's playoffs? You think they'll, I don't give a damn? I do That's care. playoffs.
0: They're going to lose two games to the Sixers or the the Heat. They're going to lose by two. They're going to be six-game series.
1: Don't care. <laughs> so that uh, takes next. away from
0: your point. <laughs> <laughs> <Next one.
1: laughs> uh, best Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, or Spider-Man 3?
0: These These polls really made me think about something, bro. Because I, I said I said Spider Man Two was the best for this one, and for the next me one it's too. about the Batman trilogy. And I said obviously Dark Knight is the best one. It made me think: is the second movie in trilogies the best one? Is no, that usually always. how it goes? The second one, no Blade.
1: Mm, I, oh, I gotta rewatch Blade. I can't remember Blade right off the top of my head.
0: Blade One to me was the best. The best Blade was Blade One. But Matrix, hmm, mm.
1: oh, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. That's tough.
0: It's twenty-one and two.
1: Like it's not always like this, though. I'll probably give it the one, just because you mean it's the Matrix. Like you never seen no shit like that before. <laughs> <laughs> like you never but it seen really seen
0: made no me think like about that, that. shit. It really made me think about that because I I would say one, two for Matrix as well. Because there's
1: there's very few movies where the sequel beats the first one. I'm someone in a
0: trilogy though. In a trilogy, that's kind of tough.
1: In a trilogy, okay, in a trilogy, yeah, that's that's why I
0: said is the sequel. That's why I said in a trilogy because I said for those two, the sequel Mm -hmm. was the best one. So for in trilogies, is the sequel the best one most of the time? But for those, we just seen the first, said the first one, but yeah, or trilogies out there.
1: Yeah, I, w- I would really have to sit and look at all of them because I I can't say that for every single one.
0: Yeah, but that Spider Man two was one of the best superhero movies. It, of it all had time, the best
1: yeah. ending too. It had the best ending.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely, Doc Ock was definitely. But it's funny because it was kind of close to me because I love Green Goblin. I love Green yep. Goblin so much that I I was I wasn't going back and forth because two was obviously the winner. But I do mm-hmm. it does tug at my heartstrings. One does tug at my heartstrings
1: true true i can feel it i can feel it uh 69 uh spider-man 2 won that uh best christian bell batman movie batman begins dark knight and dark knight rises it's not even close 83 percent said dark knight and i totally agree uh r.i.p Heath Ledger.
0: you
1: you dead ass said that
0: i'll put batman begins bro i you love the first one bro begins. no bro i love the first no. one bro <laughs>
1: The first one was good. I the first love one was the very first one, good, bro. The first one was first very good, but the Dark Knight, that shit was just different, bro. Like that shit was different. One, the, none of them are bad. Like none of them are bad, but the Dark the Knight one was kind
0: the the of the third one was kind of boo. I ain't like the third what? one, but no, bang! Oh, that shit like was Bane, that bro. shit was amazing.
1: They the, they was they ended that, shit,
0: that ended they ended that shit perfectly batman what? didn't even kill his villain somebody else killed the villain for batman I know. Batman,
1: what was it? batman never batman never kills his villains what are you talking about
0: not kill his villain but he didn't defeat him at all somebody else had to save his ass at the end and throughout that honestly throughout that whole trilogy batman was getting his ass beat but he didn't because defeat his villain
1: it was about batman it wasn't about batman necessarily defeating the villain in the dark knight rises it was about him getting closure and ending his legacy as batman so it didn't really matter if he personally beat the villain or not as long as they won so he could end his thing as batman because that was the whole thing that uh, alfred was trying to tell him throughout the whole movie like you're not batman anymore like you have the resources and the knowledge of batman but you can't physically go out here and be batman anymore it's just not fucking possible which was true throughout the entire movie. You can't. So that's why I say they ended it perfectly because they set up Robin to be the next one. Now, I'm glad they didn't do no dumb shit and tried to make a fourth one with (laughs) him. Like, because I felt like that would have fucked up the whole, like, they would have fucked up the whole thing with that. So, like years later now, if they try to do like a Nightwing type of thing, okay, now it makes sense because it's years later. But I'm glad they didn't fuck up that trilogy by trying to make a fourth one right off the bat.
0: Bane is the winner of Spider Man, not Spider Man, but Batman Rises. But I will say this is about one. They did. Ooh. Ooh. I was about to say some crazy shit. I was about to say. <laughs> I... I about to say they had the best villain, but I ain't gonna say that. Well, no, I do, no, I do love, I do love Scarecrow though, bro. And I would have on your head. Hey, they would have, they would have, though, they would have. Cause I, I nah, I nah, I'm bullshit, I'm bullshit. But I do love Scarecrow though. Scarecrow is the one person, even though Joker is his arch nemesis. I think Scarecrow is the person, since he can mentally get into your mind. That is the person that can really take down somebody like a Batman, and can take, and can really overthrow Gotham. Like, somebody like a Joker just tries to fuck with Batman. He doesn't really have a real plan, in my opinion. His goal is just to fuck with Batman. But this nigga, Scarecrow, his plan to actually overthrow Gotham is something that I love. And we also got to see Ra's al Ghul in the first Batman Begins. I love that shit with uh, Liam Neeson. So those yeah. two people really make Batman Begins for me. And it was a great setup for the trilogy. But that's why oh, yeah, I would pick definitely the uh the first one. But the Joker is definitely the best villain, though.
1: Facts, facts. Uh, And here we go. You said we'll get to this eventually. Paige buke always mess up her last name. Paige Bukers will end up being the best player to play at UConn. Too wild or not too wild?
0: Too wild. Uh, Brianna Stewart will forever be the best UConn player of all time. If you do not know her resume, just literally look that shit up, and that resume will literally be untouched. She's a three-time National Player of the Year. Four-time uh, NCAA tournament champion, uh, champion. Like her resume is crazy, bro. <laughs> I don't think her shit will be touched by anybody. Not even Paige I uh, Beckers.
1: I yeah. totally agree. Shout out to Paige Beckers. She's amazing. She's phenomenal. She's definitely gonna be talked about years from now. But Brianna Stewart, like you just said, is untouchable. She's the gold standard when it comes to UConn basketball. Uh, a lot of people voted not too wild on this. Is seventy-two percent won that poll. So crazy! I don't know if crazy, they crazy, do they think they
0: do they think she's going to be second or something like I don't know because I was confused because I was like, look, look, let me just read off her resume. She's mm-hmm. a four-time NCAA champion, four-time NCAA tournament ma- uh, most outstanding player, a three-time consistent national player of the year, first-team All-American player of the year, and I'm not even gonna read her high school shit. But she was a all-defensive team and all that shit. So I'm like, her shit is really untouched yeah. when it looks like like, bro, four national. So she won every year she was there. Literally. That's what that's what Paige Beckers has to do to just compete. To just compete with her. Like, that shit's tough, bro. I fuck with Paige, but that's a tough, tough standard.
1: So, yeah. Like I said, the gold standard when it comes to UConn basketball. So I totally agree. Two out. Uh, we already said, who wins the NCAA Women's Tournament? We both said UConn. Oh, wait, no. I said UConn. You said South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, uh, UConn winning the poll, fifty five percent. South Carolina is second at thirty six, and Arizona got no votes. But Stanford is at <laughs> nine <Nobody Yeah. believes>. percent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nobody believes.
1: Nobody believes. It, it'll be crazy as hell if the biggest I swear upset, <laughs> if the biggest upset damn near of the year happens with that. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh right, And then who, oh. who wins the last one? Who wins the men's tournament? Uh Baylor and Gonzaga. You said Gonzaga. I said Baylor.
0: Yes, sir. Let's move on to social media wants to know. So we have the real interesting topic for today. So if you guys are watching, you guys get to see the picture, but I will explain it for the listeners right now. So it's uh either you can go with Team Duke or Team Kentucky. On, uh, on Team Duke, you have Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson, Marvin Bagley, and Brandon Ingram. And on Team... On Team Kentucky, you have Devin Booker, John Wall, Julius Randle, Jamal Murray, and Anthony Davis. Who is winning, Team Duke or Team Kentucky?
1: I gotta but, go with well, Kentucky, bro.
0: My question, when I seen you post this last night, is what are we going by? What are we? What is the criteria we're going by when looking at I, this?
1: I am I'm I'm I going by what
0: they what they are right now.
1: No, I said in college. On mine, I said in their best college. college year. Their best so college. We're going my po- college. This person that posted it, he just put Team Duco, Team Kentucky. I said at their college best. Don't worry about shit they're doing in the NBA right now. At their college best, who is the best team? I say Kentucky.
0: At their college? Like Booker wasn't even playing in college. So I don't even know what his college best is. Oh, man, that's tough.
1: Because I, I ain't really looking at stats for real. Cause I honestly, Duke has the better stat lines, like with each player, damn near, as opposed yeah. to Kentucky. But if I'm just thinking about when I watched them play, you not, it's not really a bad thing to say Kentucky, because everybody thought I was crazy when I was saying Kentucky. I'm like John, Kentucky John Wall, Kentucky AD. AD is one of the greatest college players like I've ever seen, like for real, for real. And that's just two players. I'm not even including what Julius Randle had in his bag, bro. I'm like, bro, I don't know. It it's not really a wrong answer either way. I'm just going with Kentucky.
0: It was tough for me because Kentucky has more defense, bro. Defensively, exactly. uh, John Wall, John Wall in college defensively was crazy, and AD was defensive player of the year in college. So defensively, exactly. they have they they got some players, bro. They got some players. Ooh, this one is tough. If we go on by college, though, bro, if we go on by college, they really get held down by Devin Booker. They do. They do get held down by Devin Booker. So I'm going to ride out with Duke because everybody on here is a stud. But defensively, that's what holds me back, though. Defensively, Who's... Bro, clamps, bro. I'm telling you, straight
1: clamps on this team.
0: (laughs) It's tough, bro. That shit is tough, bro. Defensively, they tough for sure. They are definitely tough. But I'm going to rock rock out with Duke, though. I'm going to rock out with Team Duke. Because
1: Black had picked Duke, too. Black was like, bro, each player on this Duke team was like the best player in the nation. Like at each point. So I'm like, I can't argue with that. And they were either the first
0: or the second pick. (laughs)
1: <laughs> exactly. That's all I'm saying. I can't argue with that. But defensively, it's just Kentucky was just crazy. If you look at each individual player, besides Devin Booker, each of these players was crazy. Devin Booker grew into what we see now. That's like, what I'm
0: saying, bro. That's what kind of holds John hold was Wall, them back a little bit. John Wall, yeah. that shit was yeah. there.
1: AD, yeah, shit was there. Like Julius yeah. Randle, shit was there. Like oh, it yeah. just took him a it took him a minute to NBA grow. If that makes sense, like growing it was a beast in college,
0: Sanders. he yeah. was a beast in college. He took them to the championship his rookie uh freshman year. He was exactly. a beast for sure. And Murray was a beast too. It's tough for sure.
1: That's bro. what I'm saying. It ain't really no wrong answer.
0: It's just got, it's not you,
1: just gotta, but you I, just gotta have support to your answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I can understand why people are saying Kentucky and my answer for Kentucky would be defensively, bro. Having AD on their team is really. Is really why I would go with a Kentucky? But I, I was to telling there. niggas last night, AD
1: is getting thirty. Like, oh, <laughs> no, this and no disrespect to Marvin Bragley at all because he was a stud. But AD, I don't want to hear it, bro. I don't want to hear it. This, <laughs> this nigga is dropping thirty easily. Uh, I do not want to hear it, bro.
0: John Wall was that nigga. John Wall was probably one of my favorite college players of all time. Bro, thank
1: you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I wish, easy, I wish easy I was on here right now because easy was saying the same shit bro he was saying the same
0: that shit. shit that shit definitely crazy but i fuck with both of them but i gotta rock out with duke all right bro let's move on to entertainment and current events let's move on to what you spoke about earlier the elevator tug of war <laughs> and sweetie plot thickens <laughs> all right bro give us the scoop on what's going on with uh with uh, Quavo and Sweetie,
1: uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just let us watch this. Ah,
0: you crazy, gotta now. You gotta crazy. explain it. You gotta explain it for the listener.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> but basically, listeners. basically, uh, we don't even re- really know what happened yet. Still, all we know is, yeah, we see right there. Sweetie swings on Quavo, and he's trying to get this orange bag back. I guess it was his or whatever. And he shoved, he slings her into the elevator, and like they start wrestling on the ground for the bag. And from that point on. Uh, it ain't no hitting, it ain't no swinging. They was just tug of warin' over the bag. She swung on him, he flung her, and it, it was what it was. And he he looked at the camera like, "Damn, they got my ass!" Like, so yup, right there, there you go. He was like, "Damn." So I, everybody is like, right, really getting on Quavo for this, saying he's abusing her and stuff like that. And I'm like. All we see is them tussling. I don't, this particular situation does not look like abuse to me. Now, am I going to sit here and say he's not abusing her at all? Am I going to say she's not abusing him at all? Because women definitely be hitting on men too. I don't want people to act like that don't happen. So I don't know who's abusing who in this situation, if that's even happening. But this particular situation is not abuse. I feel like they was both just fighting and she ended up on the ground and he didn't. (laughs)
0: bro i hate i hate the culture that we're in right now bro how we just try to paint a narrative with no context i literally watched this video yesterday i watched it three times and i said what are people talking about he didn't slap her i'm like he didn't slap her Uh, granted he did put his hands on her so i understand that but i'm like he didn't slap her. i'm like they're like they were just wrestling over the bag
1: and you see the rest of this time in the elevator, he not yelling at her, he not getting in her face, nothing. He's just like, "Bro, like just get up. Like I'm I'm not going to keep doing this." Like, so I, I honestly don't see where everybody is so upset. And I don't like the fact that the shade room only posted they started the video when he slung her into the elevator. They didn't get the part at all when she swung yeah. on him. So I'm like, is "Shade room really trying to be biased right now with the yes, angle that they Yes. That's taking?
0: exactly the world like, we're living in.
1: That's exactly see, the world
0: we're living in, bro. He let, her,
1: he let her get up and walk out on her own. He ain't trying to touch her no more after that or nothing. So I'm like, is this really, like, abuse? Like, is we deadass going to call this abuse? Man, he's trying to get his like bad a, back.
0: That's like a brother and sister fighting, bro. I don't it, really see it, it
1: literally does. Like, dead ass. Like, come on now.
0: Like, I don't want to say. Obviously, we already know abuse is bad. But this, like, like Edgar said before, this situation, bro, I can't say that he's abusing her. Like, I don't like how people are trying to push that narrative at all. Like Edgar said, I don't want to say that he's not an abusive dude at all because, once again, we don't know. But we can't try to paint a picture of this man by this video because we literally see nothing, bro. We see nothing. So I hate how people are trying to push this narrative on him. And And if we dead ass, if we dead ass,
1: if we dead ass painting narratives, are we, like I said, are we not going to talk about the very beginning of the video where she swings on him? nobody is talking about that part at they all they don't
0: like they don't like to talk about that bro they don't like to talk about well, women hitting men bro they think that's cool they think that's okay because,
1: because as soon as i seen people on twitter bringing up well she swung on him first the first thing i seen people start saying well you don't know what happened before the elevator opened and i'm like wow so like like really <laughs> that's, what that, that's, that's even what, though we clearly see her we like we clearly see her initiate the violence. We don't know what happened before that. What if he hit her before she? Did? Well, we didn't see that. We going like y'all going off of what y'all see with this. We're going off off what we see with this.
0: They obviously didn't go off what she. She they she they obviously didn't go off what she did. She's barefoot in the first place, so she obviously is trying to chase this nigga down to wherever he was trying to go, trying to get the bag. And it looked like she was know. trying to take the bag for some reason. We obviously, like I said, we don't have any context, so we don't know but It just looked like a wild situation, bro. But it don't but look like, like nothing. It don't look like no Ray Rice shit, though. It don't look like no Ray Rice shit.
1: But like Whoopi Goldberg said, like, I think she said this like two years ago now. She said it better than anyone else. Nobody should be hitting anybody. Men should not be hitting women, and women, you should not be hitting men because you are going to hit the wrong man eventually, and <laughs> you don't want that situation to happen. Like just mm-hmm. because you're just because you five two and he's six foot, that don't mean your punches don't hurt. That don't mean he doesn't have reactions, like, instinctive reactions. Like, if you slap somebody, you can't be surprised if their instincts say, oh, shit, let me hit back. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't don't think anybody should be hitting anybody at all.
0: Yeah, man, that shit crazy, dog. Moving on. I'm glad they broke up, though. (laughs) Because after after that shit, it's like it's too much going on in your relationship. Uh, All right, let's move on. I wanted to talk about this because this is another this is the third week in a row where we're gonna talk about black people in film, but this is a good thing. This is a good thing. Mark Phillips is going to be a part of this new HBO uh contract that was signed by Issa Ray. Issa Rae just got a huge deal, signed a huge uh what it was, eight million dollar or eight, yep. $8 million dollar eight f-
1: figure. Eight figure
0: eight figure. Eight 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 figure deal. Eight figure deal with HBO. And Mark Phillips is going to write a show for HBO. And we just seen his video last week yeah. talking about the pitch that he was trying to get across. So maybe that's what he's trying to do that black time shit he was talking about. So that's maybe that might be what he's trying to get on HBO. So how do you feel about this?
1: I I love it. I honestly feel like Mark Phillips is truly one of the funniest people online because he doesn't just have one thing that he does. Like they talk about everything. Like they make parodies of sports. They make parodies of anime. Like, and I feel like that's a big thing that a lot of people do not get into. Like the the anime stuff that they do. They talked about hilarious. anime
0: way before it was cool, bro. They way talked about before, anime way before it was cool. Like yeah. I re-
1: I remember watching their videos like a few years ago now. Like I've been watching their videos for a minute, so they're very popular amongst everybody now. But I remember before they even had a million subscribers like they were hilarious bro and they're still keeping it going like they make videos about everything every funny thing you could think of or situation they make even serious situations because remember uh last year during all the george floyd stuff they made a serious clip like it started out as a joke but it ended very seriously so yeah. they they know how to switch it up and be for real they know when to be goofy and all of that so shout out to mark phillips and the rest of the rdc world I, I honestly feel like all of y'all have a great opportunity ahead of y'all make regular shit that's all i'm finna say make regular shit
0: and he already knows bro that's why i'm glad they got somebody in there that already knows that it's it's too much shit going this way i'm gonna go this way So he's going Mm -hmm. to make the regular shit that we want to see. And I'm glad that it's him that's making it. We all love Mark at this point. Like you said, he makes all the parodies and things like that. So I want to see more things from him uh, in the future. All right. So this was a pretty serious conversation, obviously. Arkansas ends up banning trans health care in their state. Crazy shit that y'all banning health care from anybody, especially when it's your human right. So what mm. was your reaction to this news? I think this was just passed a couple of days ago.
1: I, I honestly feel like this is crazy. Um, I don't agree with the whole trans thing, but, hey, you are your own individual person. You are allowed to do what you do with your body. That's on you. I personally just, when I do that, uh, I believe in God. So I ain't going to change anything that he gave me. Now, granted, I do sin, I got tattoos and shit, I'm not perfect or whatever, but I'm not going to change my entire sexuality, but nonetheless, like you just said, those are still people at the end of the day. Like, those are still human beings, they have feelings, they have the right to get healthcare. I don't feel like it's fair to deny healthcare from anybody. Like, as, quote unquote, the greatest country in the world, I can't believe I'm quoting this man, make America great again, blah, blah, blah. But y'all don't want to give citizens health care like just because they don't go with the belief system that you have with the stigma that you have on yourself. Like, no, I don't feel like that's fair.
0: It's basic human rights. Everybody deserves health care, bro. And to yep. not give everybody that basic right is fucking that's criminal dog. And the fact that a whole Senate and a whole state agreed upon this is what we really have to look at as a country and say, what the fuck are we doing, bro? What, what are we doing? Like, why are we even talking about banning health care for a, a specific sexuality anyways? Like, that shit is crazy. Like, I feel like we have the the dumbest conversation. when well, it's some serious shit going on. Flint still doesn't have water, but we're banning trans health care. Mm-hmm. And y'all, did you see the shit that was passed the other day, bro, that Utah ended up, ended up, Um, they said they can't sell any phones that can get access to porn.
1: Like oh, we yeah. have the yeah. we
0: have conversations and past bills about the stupidest shit, but for what? Like we banning trans health care, you're getting phones with no points. Just like, what are we doing with our country, bro? when it's really some shit that needs to be fixed, and this should not and, even be a part of what's going on.
1: And and it's also states out here that um that are trying to stop voters from getting water while they're in line and all of that stuff. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what kind of shit is that? like you're really trying to stop people from voting by not giving them water when they out in the hot ass sun, by not giving them refreshments when the line can stretch down like blocks and blocks. Like that's just, Oh, the shit, shit crazy. Once again, we're in a situation where people who are making these decisions are a bunch of old white men who have one track minded thinking one specific way of thinking. And that's what you're going to get. I feel like, um, even if it's younger white people, I feel like that's a better type of situation because the younger you are, the more technically, the more open-minded you should be on what's going on in the world. But once you have a bunch of old people who don't connect with majority of the world nowadays making these decisions, this is what you're going to get.
0: That's crazy, bro. I feel for y'all trans people, man. That's That shouldn't happen anywhere, dog. They got to move because of that, that crazy shit. Wow, bro. All right. Let's move on to the George Floyd trial that is going on right now. Uh, what's his name? Derek Chauvin was the mm-hmm. person that ended up killing George Floyd. And he's on trial right now. I already know they're going through a couple of witnesses that were on the scene of the George Floyd killing. I know they were talking to one of the dude that was actually talking in the video. So they were talking to him, uh, asking him questions and shit like that. Uh, do you think we will win? Do you think that George Floyd will get justice?
1: I honestly don't know uh he better he should he deserves it um we as a people deserve him to get justice uh but track record shows probably won't happen but all we can do is pray and hope these judges do not fuck up with this because if they do do not be surprised if we get a whole nother situation where we're protesting and storming everywhere and uh raid and all of that just just don't be surprised
0: i'm the same way i think there's more definitely way more evidence since there was an actual video like y'all seen, like the type of shit that he was doing with the george not with george floyd but with the trayvon shit he really had no video so he it was really like your word against uh, my word type of shit so i feel like we have a better chance of getting ch- justice for a george floyd right now and hopefully we do and shout out to everybody that's like coming out and actually being witnesses for this trial. Like a lot of people yep. don't have the guts to actually stand in front of a trial and say what went on. Cause that was a traumatic experience. And a lot of people do not want to relive that. So shout out to all the people that are actually witnesses in this trial, But like that's big ups to y'all for sure. For sure. Um, so let's move on. We also have movie and show reviews that are out right now. We are reviewing uh Falcon and the winter soldier right now. We are reviewing snowfall, Damn, snowfall is on right now. We are we're eventually going to review Invincible. If y'all have not started yeah. watching that show, definitely start watching Invincible. That shit is lit. I'm telling y'all right now. It's about uh, it's like about the comic heroes and shit like that. But it has a a creepy, not a creepy, but like a a weird twist at the end that y'all really gonna fuck with. They came out with their first three episodes on Friday. So definitely check that out. We will uh, be reviewing that. And we're also coming out with the last chance you review as well for that basketball. So definitely stay in tune with that.
1: Hey, Joe Hampton, uh, Deshaun um, Hyler, all y'all. I I literally DM Joe Hampton the other night. So trying to get in touch with some of them to see if we can get an interview. Shit, I'm going to try and DM Coach Mosley or something. And to see what they're doing now, I don't want to ask too many questions on Last Chance You because if you watch Last Chance You, you ain't really got to ask questions because that was the interview in a sense. But um, I, I want to see where they are now and what the future holds for any of them that want to get on here and give an um, interview or questionnaire or whatever.
0: Definitely would love that. Like I said before, this was probably my second favorite Last Chance you behind Season 1 of football. Season 1 of football was just crazy because I guess it was the first thing we actually seen with Last Chance you. So you seen like the epitome that goes on in Juco. So I actually fucked with that. But this one is right up there with it, though. This one had a lot of emotion. And like I said before, this one actually showed highs as well. It wasn't just all lows. It did show highs. And I like that it, it, it differentiated from time to time. And I think that's it for the pod, bro. You got anything else or past the ox? What you got? Song of the week?
1: Uh, song of the week for me is uh Over My Dead Body by Rod Wave shot to Rod Soul Fly album was number one as soon as it came out. Uh, definitely still top of the charts right now. Uh, I love the album. It's it's not it, it don't have as many like bangers for real for real as what we're used to hearing from Rod, but it's definitely great content still. Like, I, I definitely feel like Excuse me, he definitely did his thing with this, but the sample that he did uh with over my dead body from Drake. Like, I, I love it. I love it.
0: Mm. And I got all uh, heart and mind by Kodak. Been fucking that shit the whole week. Definitely been yeah. with that. And uh I think that's it for the podcast, bro. So you can hit him with the social media.
1: You can follow us on Twitter at QEPodcast1. You can follow us on Instagram at podcast at gmail.com for any... Oh, my bad. You can follow us on Instagram at QANDEPodcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page. Um, Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube. Click the notification bell so you can see any that we drop new episodes. Our email, podcast at gmail.com for any business inquiries, questions, or concerns.
0: Yes, and subscribe to all of our podcast platforms. We are wherever you listen to podcasts, but specifically we're on uh Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh iHeartRadio, and Spotify. So definitely check us out. And definitely subscribe to the YouTube, like Edgar said, Q and E podcast. And definitely subscribe to my YouTube. Just type in Quincy Hicks into the search bar and definitely subscribe. All right, we appreciate y'all for listening and we out. Peace.